Hi, everyone. I'm Erica Carbajal with Becker's Hospital Review, and thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Becker's Healthcare Podcast Series. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Mary Cole, who is a nurse consultant and infection prevention specialist with Joint Commission Resources, to discuss developing an infection prevention and control champion program. Mary, thanks so much for being on, on today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so can, we, can you start by talking about why organizations should consider or think about developing an infection prevention control champions program? Sure. Um, well, first of all, we know that the CDC estimates that just in American hospitals alone, that healthcare-associated infections account for an estimated 1.7 million, and 99,000 of those are associated deaths each year. So I feel like this is an, a huge area where having these teams can make a great impact. In just the first six months of 2022, the Joint Commission findings um, have been the same as it's been in previous years, where in the top 10 findings, three of them are from the infection control chapter, and they are high-level disinfection, sterilization, the storage of equipment, and implementation of the infection control plan. There was also an article in the American Journal of Infection Control that described a study where they surveyed various managers and frontline staff, and they asked them what management practices they thought would be needed to help support a um, healthcare-associated infection program. And the three things they cited were engagement of the executive leadership, information sharing, and a manager actively coaching the staff on infection control practices. As a consultant, I've observed best practices when organizations develop champions that are trained in infection prevention principles, and they work closely together to identify barriers in practice and address them as a group. Like the saying goes, it takes a village, and we know that infection prevention is everyone's job. Thanks, Mary. You know, a clear need for this based on, you know, the nearly 2 million HAIs last year and you know the study of nursing managers saying they want they want more coaching with infection control practices. Um, can, can you talk about next who should be participating in this program? Sure. Typically, you would want a multidisciplinary team. It's important to have frontline clinical staff, and with that, they should be hand selected by the manager because you really want people that are engaged and will actively participate. You also would want executive leadership at the table because they can help cut through red tape and get the resources that this team might identify that they need to be successful. It's also really important to have MD champions because they can help spread the word to the med exec committee and their peers. Also having support services such as respiratory, environmental services, lab, radiology, and facilities is really important. We know that there are so many people that are involved in patient care. It's not just physicians and nurses. And so those other departments bring key elements. And I also encourage you to not forget about the emergency room and outpatient staff participation, because even though healthcare-associated infections aren't attributed to those areas, according to the NHSN definitions, we know that a lot of care starts there. So they could be integral in helping to identify potential infection risks. The structure of the team is also important because if you are a very large, complex organization, you might want to have multiple champions on your unit 
say one does hand hygiene, one's a Clabsy champion, one's a Cotty champion, or you might have one champion per unit. It's completely up to the organization to decide how to manage that. Thanks for walking through that, Mary, and touching on kind of the different structures or forms that those teams can take. Can you discuss as well the topics that champions should be taught to prepare them for this role? Sure. Oh, there's so much information that you could honestly set up a monthly um, education program and have a different topic each month. When you're educating the champions, there's a number of different topics that I think are really important to share with them. Communication skills and techniques is very important. Going over the best practices to prevent infections, such as evidence-based bundles for the different types of healthcare-associated infections. Sharing with them their current data on hand hygiene and various infections at the meetings, not only hospital-wide, but unit-specific. Role play is important to um, teach them various techniques on how to manage resistance or non-compliance when observed. These are sometimes really difficult conversations, so having them practice that in advance could be really uh, helpful. Also, um, sharing with them that positive reinforcement goes a long way and how to give genuine words of encouragement when they identify things. And lastly, sharing with them the basic NHSN surveillance definitions because the criteria can sometimes be a little difficult to understand and oftentimes staff might feel that when they are tagged with an infection, they really want to know what criteria is involved to um, to call it that. Thanks, Mary. I know we've touched on, you know, the value of these programs and who should be involved. Can you now touch on some of the specific responsibilities that champions would be expected to have? Absolutely. We would want the champions to share the information and education that they received from their champion meetings and take it back to their units and share it with their peers. I highly recommend that the area managers put them on the agenda for staff meetings to give a few minutes to share this information in a formal way. They should also observe and monitor the practices in their area and communicate with real-time coaching. We also want them to engage with the unit leader regarding observations. For example, if they see that the same individual continues to, say, miss hand hygiene opportunities and they coach them and it's not getting anywhere, we really want them to reach out to that unit leader and share with them um, what they're observing and how they're just not really um, being able to move the needle. And then with that, we also want them to share their observations from their unit with the others at the champion meetings because oftentimes something that they've observed in one unit and have been able to make improvement, another champion might learn from that. So sharing is really important. Overall, we really want them to be a role model for infection prevention. Another important part of their role would be to investigate each infection. When infection prevention identifies a potential healthcare-associated infection, if they present their champion with a drill down tool, and there are many tools out there, um, then we would want that champion to take it back to their unit and work with their peers and the area manager to collect some information and identify potential causes or opportunities. This exercise is not punitive, and it really um, is very helpful to get input from those in the front line because they often have the answers. We just need to ask them the questions. Then once that tool is completed, 
infection prevention should analyze and trend the data. These drill down tools should be reviewed in the monthly meetings and then develop action plans based on the data. It's also important to share their success and celebrate and create healthy competition between the units. And we really encourage that leaders openly recognize successes and offer continued support. Little things such as banners on the units, plaques, trophies, recognition at a leadership or board meeting all goes a long way and really is encouraging and empowering. A great overview of what's expected there um, of champions with this program. Can you share additional resources for leaders that, that they can turn to when they might be trying to develop a champion program? Absolutely. There's a lot out there. AHRQ, which is the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality, has a link, and it has a lot of really good information. Um, you could also search for CUSP, C-U-S-P, Comprehensive Unit-Based Safety Program, and that will also take you to the AHRQ website. There they have a lot of videos and PowerPoint presentations already put together that highlight teams such as this and it talks about team development. CDC is another good resource. They have a lot of training and education on various topics, and you could even um, let your staff know that they can earn CEs, which is important as well. There's also guidelines, libraries, and tools for various settings, such as acute care, dialysis, and outpatient areas. The Joint Commission also has an infection control portal, and APIC, which is the Association for Infection Prevention and Control Professionals, is also a wealth of information that I'm sure all of your IPs are familiar with. And IHI, which is the Institute for Healthcare Improvement, also has a lot of content bundles and tools in this area. So you definitely don't need to reinvent the wheel. There are a lot of great resources already available. Now, Mary, as we wrap up here, can you talk about what you see as leadership's role in infection pre prevention and control? Sure. I always see leadership as their role is being a change agent. They understand the vision, but we also want them to assist others in understanding why change is needed. I believe that when you develop an infection prevention champion program, not only will the teams flourish and become empowered, but more importantly, patients will benefit by having fewer healthcare-associated infections and better outcomes. Mary, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for sharing these insights on infection control and the Champions Program. And I'd also like to thank our podcast sponsor today, Joint Commission Resources. And to our listeners, you can listen to more podcasts by visiting our podcast page on the website at beckershospitalreview.com. Thank you for having me.